of a series that I'm calling Challenge 2014. God has impressed upon my heart that that 2014 will be a year of turnaround for you, a year of turnaround in your life, if you truly want it to be, and if you will embrace and implement the challenges that he has placed upon my heart to lay out before you. Now, the sad thing is, most people will end this year the very same way that they ended last year. Because the greatest indicator of what a person will do is what they have done. And that's the truth. But I want to encourage you this morning that it does not have to be that way. That things can be totally different for you by the end of this year if, and only if you will embrace and implement the challenges that I believe with all of my heart God has laid upon my heart to give to you in this series. A turnaround will happen for you only if you are willing to turn around. You see, not everybody is willing to turn around. You'll only have a turnaround in your life if you're willing to turn around. Realizing that to turn around means that you are no longer headed in the same direction where you have been headed. Now, if you have not been here the, the, the past two uh, Sundays uh, to hear these sermons, I challenge you to go online and listen to the messages in the first part of this series. Well, today's challenge that God has, has laid upon my heart, and let me, let me tell you that today is going to be very, very practical. And for some of you, you might think that, well, this is not very spiritual. But I want to tell you that, that Jesus talked about money and finances more than he talked about anything else. Amen. Jesus talked more about finances than he did about heaven and hell all combined. So I think maybe it is pretty spiritual. So today I'm issuing the financial challenge. The The average American today is broke and in debt. They're spending more money than they are making. How many know that's not a good place to be? Listen to these statistics this morning. The average American today owes over $8,000 in credit cards. And although they owe over $8,000 in credit cards, yet they are only paying the minimum amount due. The average household debt in America is 136% of average household income. One and a half million Americans file for bankruptcy every single year. 25% of Americans today have zero net worth or a negative net worth. 50% today of Americans have not saved one dime for retirement. 25% of Americans want to retire. They are retirement age, but they cannot retire because they cannot afford to. 
50% of Americans today do not even have $1 in a savings account. But let me tell you what the real problem is. The real problem is the Christian community is no better off financially than the world. Can you see why God might issue a financial challenge? Now, I don't have time this morning to give you details. I can only issue the challenge. So today I've chosen to give you seven suggestions for future financial success. Number one, examine your situation. Do you even know where you are financially? Let me ask you this this morning. What would you do if you lost your job? What would you do if you got sick and you could no longer work? How are you going to pay your bills when you are too old to work? Could you buy a house if you needed to? Or would your financial situation prohibit it? Several years ago, I... I challenged one of my pastor friends. We were very, very close, and we talked about anything and everything. And so I challenged him uh, to examine his financial situation. He had absolutely no clue where he was financially. When When he finally agreed to do so, he was absolutely astounded at the outcome. His credit card debt was unbelievable. He had just been paying the minimum on several cards and continuing to use them. I think he was living in denial. I think he was hoping that if he would just shut his eyes, la, 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 it would just somehow, miraculously or magically, somehow it would just go away if he ignored it. May I tell you that it really shook him up when he, when he saw where he actually was financially. The good news is he has since totally turned around his finances and doing very, very well financially, but it began by examining his situation. Luke chapter 14 and verse 28 says to count the cost. The book of Haggai chapter 1 and verse 7 says to consider your ways. My second suggestion would be Express your displeasure. How many understand you will never get to the place where you want to be until you get sick of the place where you are? As long as you're willing to tolerate your present situation, you will not have the motivation to do anything about it. Let me ask you this morning, aren't you tired of all the fights between you and your mate over money? Aren't you weary of working so hard only to have all of your paychecks spent before you even get it? Aren't you fed up with the guilt that you feel because you... Because you uh, have to say no to, you, to your kids and their requests. Oh, oh, and speaking of guilt, you feel guilty because you are robbing God of his tithe. And you can never help out in an offering appeal. The book of Haggai chapter 1 and verse 6 says, You have sown much, 
but you have brought in little. It says you earn wages, but only to put them in a bag full of holes. It's time for some of you to express your displeasure. It's time for some of you to get mad. Now, some of you are mad at me. Because you don't like it when I preach like this. Makes you feel bad when I preach like this. And you're mad at me. It's not going to do you any good to be mad at me. Time to get mad at yourself. Amen. May a holy anger arise in you and may you say enough is enough. Be like Popeye and say, I've had all I can stands and I can't stands no more. <laughs> My third suggestion this morning is expose your area of financial weakness. Expose your area of financial weakness. You see, for most people, not, not for everybody, but for most people, the problem is not an income issue. Other people do very well on what you make or less. It's not a lack of income, but it is the mismanagement of your income. Hey, guy, one and six again, you earn wages, but you put them in a bag full of holes. So let me ask you this morning, where, where are the holes in your budget? Where is all your money going? Where's the leak? Well, for some, it's autos. It's, it, it's cars. Man is in love with his cars today. I mean, some men will live in a shack in order to drive a new car. Man, car, it's a status symbol, man. When you get out of that car, they can tell how you're doing, man. For others, it's not the car at all. It's the house. It's the house. They have no home life because they have too big of a house. For some, it's their toys. For others, it's their gadgets. For others, it's their hobbies. For others, it's too much shopping. And others, it's too much entertainment, too much eating out. Now, now let, me, let me back up and say this this morning. If, if you have your finances under control, if you are tithing, if you are giving offerings, if you have your retirement secure, I'm not talking to you. So you need to jump in here and give me some big amens. I'm talking to the people that are struggling financially. I'm tired of the people. I'm talking to the people who are not only uh, not only struggling, but they are tired of the struggle. Oh, and their desire is to to have a turnaround in the area of finance. And I believe with all of my heart that if you will listen to what the Word of the Lord has to say, and if you'll implement what the Word of the Lord has to say, I believe by the end of this year, some of you that have been struggling so long in this area can enjoy an incredible turnaround. In your finance. I believe that a few of you that have heard me preach and teach this stuff for over 10 years now, but oh, I believe that for some of you this is going to be your year. Amen. 
actually going to do something about it this year. And by the end of this year, you're going to see a tremendous turnaround in the area of finance. You are going to take the steps necessary to see real improvement in this area. And your future is going to look much brighter than your so, so discover the holes in your money bag. Find out what it is. Where is your money going? How is it leaving your life? Find out what it is. Expose your area of financial weakness and then do something about it. Amen. Number four. And number four is big. Say big. big. Number four. If you're going to have a turnaround in your finances this year. Exchange today's gratification for tomorrow's success. Exchange today's gratification for tomorrow's success. Because let me tell you what what people are doing today. Americans are bankrupting their future for some comfort and luxury today. If you're in trouble with your finances, if, if you're in debt up to your eyeballs, if, if you've got just got too much month left over at the end of the money, if you find yourself in a financial hole, you have three options. Three options. Option number one, you can sit down in the hole and pout. Just just sit down in the hole that you're in and pout. Oh, oh, just feel sorry for yourself. Oh, oh, whine and carry on and sing the blues and play the blame game and blame everybody but yourself for the situation you find yourself in. Hallelujah. Option number two. You can dig the hole a little deeper. Yeah. Yeah, you can just keep on doing what you've been doing. Uh, uh, oh, it's worked so well for you, right? Oh, oh, you can tell yourself, oh, that the hole is, it is so deep. And it is so deep, you'll never get out of it anyway. So, so you might as well throw caution to the wind and just keep on, keep on digging. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, borrow, borrow some more money. Yeah, yeah, uh, keep spending more than you make. Yeah, why don't you order another credit card? Uh, oh, just keep putting a fresh coat of paint on those rotten financial boards. Well, it, it makes it look good on the surface at least. Although the boards are actually rotten underneath. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, keep playing pretend. Go ahead, how oh, keep playing make-believe. But the problem is the hole you're in is going to keep getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. Or, the third option, you can build yourself a ladder and climb out of the hole. The ladder is called a financial plan. We're going to talk about that in point six in a couple of minutes. Now, a part of this plan will include exchanging today's gratification for tomorrow's success. Because, see, the truth of the matter is you can't have it both ways. You have to 
choose. You, you, you either... You either gratify yourself by giving yourself anything and everything you want and and using credit and debt to do it. And when you do that, it negatively affects, if not destroys, your financial future. Or, or, Or you can say no to your flesh. You can say no to your wants. You can say no for now. Which allows you to say yes in your future. Amen. Dave Ramsey says it like this. He says, live like no one else so later you can live like no one else. Amen. While all your friends and relatives are saying yes, while they're saying yes to debt, while they're saying yes to credit cards, and they're saying yes to lavish living, and they're saying yes to living and spending more money than they make, while they are saying yes, you, on the other hand, are saying no. And it'll cost you to say no. And it won't be near as much fun to say no. Because if you say no, you might have to drive a clunker for a while. If you say no, you may have to actually cook at home. There is a thing in your house. It's called a kitchen. And I know some of you don't know it, but in that kitchen there is a refrigerator. You put food in the refrigerator. There's a thing in your kitchen called a stove. It's for the preparation of the food. That's in the refrigerator. You know, there's some kids, man, they, they wouldn't even, you know, they don't even, they don't even recognize dinner if it doesn't come in a sack with a yellow M on it. It's no fun to say no. You might have to buy your clothes from the half-off half rack. Or the goodwill. That's where the rich people take their clothes. Yeah. Get creative with your entertainment. Get creative. But it's just for today. Say today. That's just for today. That's just for a while. That's just for you to get out of debt. That's just for you to climb out of your financial hole. Oh, then later, say later. Later, when your spendthrift, excess living friends are bankrupt or they are unable to retire, you will be driving the new car. You will be taking the vacations. You will be giving to God. You will be giving to others. You will be able to retire comfortably. It's your choice. My advice to you this morning is exchange today's gratification 
for tomorrow's success. Proverbs 24, 27 says, Do your planning and do your work in the fields before you build your house. Proverbs 6 and 6 says, Take a lesson from the ant. They labor hard all summer, storing up food for the winter. It's sad that ants are smarter than we are. My fifth suggestion for you this morning, if you want to have a financial turnaround and enjoy financial success in your life, explore financial options. Explore financial options. Ask yourself two questions. Two questions. The first question I want you to ask yourself is, how can I increase my revenue? How can I increase my revenue? How can I make more money? Maybe I can work some overtime. It's amazing the people who turn down overtime who are drowning in debt. I don't get it. I don't get it. Maybe work some overtime. Maybe get a second job. Maybe turn your hobby into a part-time business. Maybe take some classes that will make you more valuable to your company so that you can step to a new level in your company. Maybe sell some stuff. Get creative. Because I promise you, you have more earning power than you think you have and more earning power than you are using. Explore financial options. Question, two questions. Number one, how can I increase my revenue? Second question, how can I decrease, how can I decrease my expenditures? How can I how can I decrease my expenditures? Might be as beginning as simple as start taking your lunch to work. It's amazing how much it costs to eat out nowadays. I mean they just have just just kept going, huh? At a fast food place the other day, I thought, man, I could be at a set-down place for this. It's ridiculous. I remember when this was cheap. It ain't cheap no more. Amen. It's just a little bit. Could be, you know, that's a beginning. That's just a start. Start taking your lunch to work. Um, you know, back to the kitchen and the <laughs> stove and the refrigerator, and you cook it and you eat it, but you don't eat all of it. You put some of it in a box, and you take it the next day to, lunch for, to work for lunch. Well, we're getting spiritual, aren't we? Here's another one. Quit stopping at Starbucks on your way to work every day. I'm not talking to people uh, uh, who, who, who tithe, who give, who have their finances in order, who have their retirement in order. I'm not talking. Go ahead and stop. Get the... Double, 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 lotto, latte, boom, boom, bang, bang, whatever. Get it? 
It's okay for you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people that are in trouble. Amen. I'm talking to people that are struggling. Amen. And they're struggling financially, and yet they spend, a, you know, 25% of their pay before they ever even get to work. You know, on drive throughs and lattes and, and, and you know, and, and plans for lunch. And all, you add all that up. Downsize your house or your cars. Hello? It's just a house. Just a car. I want to tell you something. There are more houses. There are houses out there you will like more than the one you just sold. I'm telling everybody to sell their house. I'm saying, but maybe, maybe that's where the leak is. You're just, you know, can't afford it. Can't afford it. And if your house payment is more than 25% of your uh, take-home pay, you can't afford it. Hello? Amen. Slow down or stop your hobbies. I, we're talking about now, for now. Remember what I always say. It's not always what we do that gets us into trouble, but what we overdo. A little compounded over time becomes a lot. I, I read a a startling statistic this, this past week as I was researching for this message. And I, I came across this statistic, and, and, and it said that if you take, if you take uh, your lunch money, take the money, just the money that you spend for lunch every day eating out, and you take that money that you normally spend uh, for eating out uh, every day, and you just take just that money and you invest it, over your lifetime at work, you would save $112,000 from your lunch money. Hello? Ah, oh, I just don't understand all this financial stuff, and I'm no financial wizard. And I, do you know how to save your lunch money and save it and invest it? I'm not saying that's all you should do, but I'm just saying that's how easy that it is. Amen? Just, just by investing your lunch money over time of your lifetime at work. Wow, see, that just tells me that there's just no reason why anybody ought to end up broke. Because just about anybody could do that. Proverbs 13 11 says, wealth from hard work grows over time. And Proverbs 21 and 20 says, The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend everything they get. My sixth suggestion this morning. Execute a plan of action. Execute a plan of action. Now, I need an hour on this one. I don't have an hour. I'm not going to take an hour. So let me just throw out some suggestions this morning. Remember, today's message is simply a challenge. When I sought God for this coming year, I felt the Lord impress upon me. It's a year of challenge. Challenge the people. Amen. So I'm not trying to give you all the answers this morning. I'm just issuing 
a challenge. Execute a plan of action. Proverbs 21 and 5 says the plans of the diligent will lead you to plenty. Here's a plan for financial success. There are many plans out there. Let me just give you one very simple plan. Three steps. Step one, pay God first. Pay God first. This is where people get mad at me. Had other people mad at me before, lived through it. Let me, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it's on my heart. I'm trying to help you. And let me tell you, if you've made a mess of your finances, you need God's help. You, you ain't doing good by yourself. You're messing things up. So if you've made a mess of your finances, you need God's help. And hear me this morning, hear me, God will only help you if you do it His way. God will only help you if you do it His way. God's pretty narrow-minded. It's okay, He's God. You know, we like to say to God, 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 bless what I'm doing. God, see what I'm doing, God? God, would you add your blessing to what I'm doing, God? God, bless what I'm doing. God says, no, do what I'm blessing. Don't ask me to bless what you're doing. You do what I'm blessing. Blessing. Man says to God, let's make a deal. God says, no, this is the deal. This is the deal. All right, what is God's plan for financial success? Well, Malachi chapter 3. Here we are again. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12. Will a man rob God? But you have. But you say, how? In tithe and offering. And you're cursed with a curse because you've robbed me. So bring all the tithe into the storehouse so there will be food in my house. And try me. In this, says the Lord, and see if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations are going to call you blessed because you are a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Let me just say it like this. You cannot have God's blessing unless you do things God's way. 
By the way, haven't you figured that out yet? What's the plan for financial success? Pay God first. Second step, pay yourself next. Pay yourself next. You work hard for your money. Why? Why does everybody but you get paid with your money and you're the one that earned it? But you get it and you take it home and this one gets it and that one gets it and that one gets it and that one gets it. Now everybody gets it but you. Ideally, if you could pay yourself 10 to 15% of your pay into a safe, secure investment and leave it there, say leave it there, and leave it there for a long time, 20, 25, 30, 35 years, oh, at the end of that you will have an incredible amount of money for retirement. What's the plan of action? Pay God first, pay yourself next, and then live or less than you make. You'd think everybody knew that, huh? I mean, when you went to the candy store with your mama when you were a little kid and you had a quarter, and you wanted something that cost a dollar, your mama explained to you that you only have 25 cents. So you can't have that because it's for 25 cents. So you can't have that, Junior. You have to come over here, and this is the row you can choose off of. I learned it when I was five. I can't spend more than I have. We learn it at five. Why? Because most Americans only have a quarter, but they're spending a dollar. Hello? It's not rocket science. Now, in this plan, you cannot do Number two or number three. Can't do it if you're spending more than you make. You can't do it if you are in big debt. Okay, so then what do I do? Well, in this case, begin with number one. Begin with number one. Pay God first. Get yourself under the blessing of God. You need the blessing of God. You need His provision and you need His protection. So do number one. Pay God first. And then start doing some of the things that I said in points one through five of this lesson. And start attacking your debt. And do it from smallest to largest. Don't pick the biggest one to work on it. Get the littlest, the smallest debt you have. I don't care what the percentage is on your... I, just get the smallest one you have and start adding as much money as you can and get that sucker paid for. Because there's just something motivating about getting something paid for. I got, hey, I did this one much, but I did this one. I can go on now to this one. 
And so now I roll all of my extra money over onto this one. And now it's my least debt. And I get that one paid, and I, you know, I just go on, and I keep going, and I keep going, and I keep going. And it just, it, it just it's incredible what, what happens. Amen? Start attacking your debt from smallest to largest. Throw every single penny of extra money you can get your hands on uh, towards your debt. Here's some good advice. Have a plastectomy. (laughs) Cut up your credit cards. And then don't pray they'll come back together. Change your lifestyle drastically. To free up some money to attack your debt with. Not forever, for now. Say, for now. For now. For now. now. I'm not telling you you've got to live the rest of your life like this. I will tell you, if you keep on the way you're going, you're never going to make any... The the life you've got now is the best it's ever going to be. And once you get these debts knocked out and you start cash flowing, then you can start paying yourself. And then you can start adding in some things back into your budget. But be very, very careful what you add back in. Remember point four, exchange today's gratification for tomorrow's success. Sacrifice today so you can have a better tomorrow. If you experience a financial turnaround this year, it will be because you executed a plan. Let me tell you what planning is. Planning is bringing the future into the present so you can do something about it now. That's planning. The seventh suggestion I have for you this morning is experience the joy of financial freedom. Experience the joy of financial freedom. How about the joy of giving? Hey, Romans chapter 13 and verse 8 says, Oh, no man anything. Proverbs 22 and 7 says, The borrower is servant to the lender. The Bible says that debt makes us a slave. Did you know that debt tells you what you can and you cannot do? Debt will tell you where you can and where you cannot go. Debt will tell you where you have to be and it will tell you how long you have to stay there. Debt will tell you what time you have to get up in the morning and what time you better go to bed at night. What if we were debt free? Can you even imagine the joy of financial freedom? The joy of giving. The joy of giving. Oh, 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 how much, how much fun, how much fun could we have? Oh, oh, if we had the financial freedom to give some of our money away. Give some of it to God and give some of it to His work. Oh, oh, give some of our money to struggling family members and friends. Oh, oh. Even be able to give some of our money to absolute strangers when God impresses on our heart to do so. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven through and eight says, "God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generous, generously provide all your need." 
You will have what you need. You will have plenty left over to share with others. Wow. Experiencing the joy of financial freedom. Not only the joy of giving, but also the joy of going. Where could you go? What could you be involved in if you were not broken and dead and financially paralyzed? And speaking of going, just think of the missionaries. Oh, that could go. Missionaries that would go all over the world if only God's people were not so financially handcuffed. Oh, the missionary comes and the missionary shares their heart and all your heart explodes. Oh, so badly you want to you be a part of their ministry. Oh, you want to give to them and you want to go and, and be a part of their ministry. But oh, oh, I hadn't even paid the light bill. Oh, I'm two months behind on my mortgage. Can you imagine the joy, the joy of giving and the joy of going, amen, as you experience the joy of financial freedom. If we could get the musicians and singers in place. Also, we have some people being baptized this morning. If you will go wherever Pastor Steve has told you to go this morning, if you'll move very, very quickly, we're going to be moving forward here in just a couple of moments. I believe with all of my heart that God wants some people to experience a turnaround in the area of finance this year. You have struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled and struggled. And my heart aches for you And I will take the criticism that will come my way for continually preaching and teaching this stuff if it will help somebody. Because you see, problems financially are like a domino effect. Marriages are negatively affected. The number one reason for divorce today is financial problems in the home. I believe that God wants to turn your finances around this year. Why would you want to continue to struggle in this area year after year after year? Why not put a stop to it and why not start right now? May I be bold enough to tell you this morning that your financial future is being decided right now. Right now. Right this very moment. What you do or do not do with the challenge today will determine your financial future. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? Are you going to accept the challenge? 
Are you going to let it go in one ear and out the other? Roll off your back one more time. On the way home, tell your spouse, sure wish you'd get off of that. Well, I can't get off of that when God keeps putting it on my heart. And I can't get off of that when more than half of the church world is drowning in a sea called Today's the day. Today's the day. Ah, this is the year. 2014 is the year of challenge. Oh, we've been challenged with our faith. We've been challenged to pray. But now we're being challenged in the area of finances. It's a financial challenge today. Will you accept the challenge? Will you accept the challenge. Your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around this morning. How many in this room this morning will say, Pastor, I, I, I need this this morning and this is for me today and I accept the challenge. All over this room, let me see your hands. Lift it up. Lift it up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Lift them up high. High. Lift them up high. I'd say about a third. About a third. How many others? Keep those hands up. How many others? I accept the challenge. Everyone standing to your feet this morning, Lord. I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. I know this is this is not an easy message this morning, Lord. I know this is where the rubber meets the road, Lord. I know this gets down and dirty. It gets very personal, God. But God, I I just believe with all my heart, God, God, that this is the day, this is the year, this is the time, God, when you want to turn some things around for us, God. You want to turn some things around in the lives of your people. God, if we're ever going to do anything, uh, do everything as a church body that you want us to do. God, if we're ever going to be uh, in missions, what you, what your perfect will for us. God, we can't do it with half of our people drowning in debt. We can't do it, Father, with 25% uh, of the church uh, filing for bankruptcy, God. We can't do it, Father, Lord, like that. God, we've got to get, we got to get our financial house in order, Father, so that we are, we have the freedom to give and we have the freedom to go. God, I pray for everyone this morning that lifted a hand. God, they were bold enough to lift a hand and say that they needed to, to, to accept this challenge. God, I pray that you will help them beginning this day, beginning right now. God, I pray that you will help them. I pray you will help them to go home. Husband and wife will go home and they'll sit down and they'll say, let's look at our budget. Let's look and see where the leaks are. Let's look and see where our money is going. Let's see where we could do a little bit better or a whole lot better. Let's see what we're both willing uh, to sacrifice and, and, and do so that we can turn things around and let's make sure that we are tithing we're not just giving a token but we're giving a tithe so that the windows of heaven can be open over our life and so that you can the Lord will rebuke that that is devouring all of our stuff God I pray in the name of Jesus for your glory amen even as I